a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen from the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, the 14th of April. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you? Well, I'm fine. How's life with a member of Al-Qaeda in your house? Oh, my God. Well, folks, there's a reason he calls it that. I (laughs) adopted a little black kitten. She's the most adorable, sweetest thing. That's not what you tell me. Wait, but you wind her up in the morning starting around 6 o'clock, and it's Al-Qaeda on steroids. (laughs) Oh, Diane has not had a moment's peace since she adopted this little black kitten. And uh, and it's funny because she goes, Diane runs hot and cold on this kitten. You know, oh, she's so sweet and so cute. And then, you know, five minutes later, while we're trying to have a conversation, it's like, stop that. Get down from there. You know, oh, man, I mean, it's funny. And, you know, to make matters worse, her kitten is screaming, you know, whenever, because, what, she has to be held all the time, right? She loves, absolutely loves to be held, wants human attention all the time. She... uh, was born actually in the clubhouse in the area that I live and my husband went in one day to pay membership dues and um, monthly you know the monthly nonsense when you live in a gated community and uh, this this cat that lived at the clubhouse somehow got raped and had kittens (laughs) well it happens yeah, there were three little black ones and two gray ones. And, of course, the gray ones, all oh, people wanted right away. And the little black ones, unfortunately, there's still people that believe in old wives' tales about black cats. And my husband just walked in when one of the people there said, your wife loves cats. Does she want another kitten? And, um, you know, he comes home and tells me, I go over there. They were barely two years old when I saw oh, two them. Two days. Two days. Two, two days old. Two days old, yeah. yeah. And uh, I said, yes, of course, especially because she was a black one, because I knew what would happen if nobody would, would take the three little black, black ones. It was one boy and two girls. Thankfully, all of them, including the mommy, all got adopted all have great homes now but mine is spoiled rotten she's now seven weeks old because she had to stay with the mommy in the beginning but I went to see her almost every day and I mean she just loves playing and sleeping on us and she's going to be a great cat she really will how how is she getting along with the other cats in the house because you are now officially a crazy cat lady I only have four. You oh, I thought you were up. I that. thought you were. I thought you were up to five. 
No, 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 no. Triples died, remember, 20 years that's old. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I lose track. You got so many of them around the house. But now, now anyway, you finally qualify uh, to be in a liberally produced television commercial because your family is now biracial. Oh, my God. So you got that going well, my for little you. Black, my little sweet black hat has two white polka dots, one on her belly and one on her neck. So she's, um, what was that term that George Jefferson used in that old uh, comedy, the Jeffersons? Oh. She's a zebra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But she's she's like a pound. I mean, but what a ball of energy, my God. But anyway. But it's it's funny because. Who should talk? You with two giant dogs and two cats. Well, you know, my cats get, they're fine. They, They don't cause any problems, right? And one of the dogs doesn't cause any problem. But the other dog is the issue. Your okay. other dog belongs to Al-Qaeda also, Mr. Barkley. That's right, Barclay. Mr. Barkley. He's a member of Al-Qaeda. Uh, and isn't it odd that the two Al-Qaeda members that are part now of the right side Patriots family are both black? Oh, that you know, I never thought of that, but that's true. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Um <laughs> I, I'm before we get into our topics. I just got to mention real quick. I am excited because it's a very good possibility that next week the Starship from SpaceX will launch. We don't know what day yet. They're kind of hoping for Monday, but I don't think they got the FAA clearance this week. No, not as, not as far as I know, they didn't. So, but it could happen next week. So we're going to be keeping an eye on that. And, of course, if that should happen on a Thursday night or a Friday night, we'll carry it live. Tuesday night. Or Tuesday Tuesday night. night. Tuesday Tuesday night night or Friday night. We'll carry it live because that's the way we are. Yes. You know. And uh, that will be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it. That that is going to be a sight to behold. Uh, when when that thing when they light off all those Raptor engines, so and, and we're going to be talking about Elon Musk here in just a little bit too. Um, actually, in the uh, second segment of the show tonight, but let's start with what's in the news right now. This U.S. Intel leaker uh, by the name of Jack Teixeira, who got arrested about thirty miles, small town about thirty miles from Boston in Massachusetts. Right. This guy. I don't know whether to call him a hero or a villain. Yeah, it's very strange. And before the show, folks, Craig and I were talking. This is not quite it se- you know, what it seems on the surface. Here you have a young kid. How he got the clearance he got when he's not even really militarily tested yet to deserve such a, a uh, coding where he was allowed access into things, it's a little strange. And the things that he broke are quite Snowden-like in um, character yeah. because it contradicts what the government has been telling us all along. Now, I know this is shocking, but the government lies. Oh, and you know, it would be and, more shocking if they ever told the truth. Yeah, wouldn't it, though? But I mean, yes. you know, here, <clears throat> here's a for instance. How many times have we heard from the Biden regime and official government sources that we do not and will not have any troops on the ground in Ukraine, period? Right. Well, according to the leaked documents, we already have troops on the ground inside of Ukraine. We have special forces at the embassy. And yes, we do have that. But remember, all U.S. embassies do have troops protecting them. All U.S. All, all, U, them. all U.S. embassies have United States Marines protecting them. Right. In this right. case, these are special ops troops. These aren't your standard U.S. Marines. Now, U.S. Marines, they're, they're damn good. Don't get me wrong. Right. Okay. But these are special ops forces. These are 
the the people that go in and infiltrate places. These aren't your standard embassy guards. But it is a country at war, and I I I think that's getting a little too too picky. I I don't, I, I don't have I don't. a problem with that. But remember, we've had ex-military on the ground voluntarily since the very beginning. Ex-military, that's one thing. Okay? Yes. These are current active duty special ops forces that are on the ground at the embassy. They're not standard embassy guards. I think, and and maybe, maybe some U.S. Marines out there that are listening to the show could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, I just have a feeling that the United States Marine Corps is perfectly capable of protecting an embassy even in a war zone. I, I, I think they're they're reasonably well trained, the Marines are. Um, no, I, I, I agree with that. You it, know, it's a I, little fishy. It, it's a little fishy, but you know, it's the the simple fact of the matter is we're being told they're not there, and it turns out they are. Here's something else that we can't quite get a read on. But it's very different from what we're being told by U.S. government forces. The intel that got leaked says that Ukraine is not doing well and Russia is in the war. We're being told exactly the opposite. Yeah, well, that I I don't too, put too much credence in because reports from overseas, from our sources included, say Zelensky is his forces are really doing well are they perfect no of course not because the equipment that Biden promised them right in the beginning has yet to be delivered these are the planes the bombers and and that kind of thing they have yet to be delivered um all of my overseas sources are saying Zelensky is doing very very well compared Remember, he's going up against a superpower, and he, for the most part, yeah, he's had some, you know, takeovers by Russia, but for the most part, he's holding at bay one of the world's superpowers. You've got to give him credit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he's making it, you know, he's he's stringing it out. On paper, Russia should have won that war in about a week. And now right. it's been, you know, over a year. It's been like 14 months, you right. know. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's putting up a hell of a fight. But is Teixeira a villain or is he a, a hero? Is he a patriot or is he a traitor? I mean, a lot of people on the left are calling him a traitor to his country. There's people on the right calling him a patriot, for doing this and and i'll tell you i think the truth is probably somewhere in between because i don't think this kid and let's face it he's only 21 years old right right i don't think he had any idea what he was really doing um well i don't i don't think he took his job seriously otherwise he wouldn't have been sharing this stuff with a bunch of gamers he didn't do it as part of his job that's the whole point he was trying to make himself a name for himself with internet. Yeah, you call them gamers, but these, I kind of think this group was sort of like hackers in the making. Uh, Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And that he was trying to sort of be the big shot. Right. Because they were all younger than he is. They were all teenagers. Yeah, he's 21. So he was trying to be Mr. Big Shot. Right, and I think this all had to do with a guy with an overblown ego who was able to do certain things, get into certain documents. But the thing that's more upsetting about all this is our government didn't know about this for months and months and months, or so they say. Now Could that's, they have known and just haven't been caught until now? See, that's an interesting point. You know, mm-hmm. I mean... A lot of these documents, supposedly, were kept in a skiff where you can't even take uh, a cell phone into a skiff. And yet right. this guy was taking pictures of them, of these documents, and, you know, sharing them with his, his teenage friends. 
right. you know, this, this, you know, hacker, uh, you know, AAA hacker team, you know, minor league hackers. And uh, how, how was he doing it? How was he getting this? Some of it, he would actually transcribe and just type out what it said. So he right. had to have them in his hands. He had to have, you know, these things outside of the skiff to be able to do that. How in the world could this happen? You know, there's a group of young kids that are so savvy when it comes to computers. And I, I really think this kid, because that's what he is, just try to be a big man. And it backfired on him. But well, he's not facing very severe charges, you know, either. Not yet. You know, yeah. I mean, he was just arrested yesterday. And I, I, I guarantee you, they are going to they're gonna throw the book at this guy because he's leaking things that the government was trying to convince us weren't happening. And he's leaking things that the government feared getting caught on. Right. So I, I think they're going to try and make an example out of him. Now, contrast that, if you will, with Joe Biden having classified documents in his garage. Oh, yes, that Joe Biden, you know, brought over along with his son, Hunter. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, you know, am I the only one that thinks that we've got a real problem with classified documents in this country? Now, for his part, Joe Biden did come out today. Yesterday, Joe Biden said it's no big deal. But today, he came out and and uh, he made a, a, a rather startling uh, suggestion today that we take better care of our classified documents. Oh, please. Well, I know, but I mean, <laughs> you know, um, that, he, that he, literally, he literally directed the administration to, quote-unquote, secure sensitive information. Well, isn't it supposed to be secured already? I would think so. That's why it's classified. That's why it's sensitive. <laughs> I mean, uh, but, but you know, again, this guy, Teixeira, is 21 years old. I mean, he's, he's the woke generation. And, and he's only a National Guardsman. I don't say that to demean National Guardsmen, but it's not like... It's not like he's, you know, uh, been in the service for 10 or 15 years and worked his way up in clearance levels and, and right. you know, has a highly... I mean, this guy is a national, Air National Guardsman that they put a 21-year-old... This makes me question his superior officers. Who puts a 21-year-old who's a member of a hacker and gamer group in charge of looking after sensitive classified information. Well, he was an expert, use your air quotes, in Intel. He, he was a computer geek, you know, that type of thing. But remember, Craig, we're not dealing with the same military we were, let's say, under President Trump. Yeah. Our military now is more concerned about being woke. Well, and this is what they get for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, didn't they do a background check on this guy before they put him in that position? And if they did, how did they not know he was hanging out with a bunch of teenage junior hackers? I don't know. I mean, these are questions just, that I think need to be asked. Yeah, this this is just a failure on parts all the way around. Our military has failed here. Our government has failed here, and it took a kid to expose the failures, which have been going on for months, and we don't know. We find out by accident. Yeah. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, I, this, I, and you said something that just in the minutes before we went on the air tonight, you said something that I think is very true. You said there's, gonna, there's a lot more to this than we know right now. Absolutely. I agree. I 100% agree. 
Um, yeah, I mean, much it's, more. It's weird. Now, we have this story. Uh, Hunter Biden's attorney apparently was at the White House. This goes back to 2016. He was in the White House meeting with Joe Biden on the very same day that he was meeting with Hunter Biden at the White House regarding a subpoena against Hunter's business partner, Devin Archer. Right. Look, this whole thing with Hunter is a joke. It's getting worse. If this had been President Trump in office and this had been one of his two sons doing this stuff, we would have criminal investigation after criminal investigation. Heads would be rolling. And Hunter, who belongs in jail, he's walking free, traveling to Ireland with daddy and... uh, there, we don't have the, the the strength yet to get this guy, to get him out of the public eye in jail where he belongs, because we don't have the power to, you know, indict him. Well, and, you know, this also lends credence to Joe Biden telling lie after lie after lie when he keeps saying, I had no knowledge of Hunter Biden's business dealings. I never met with Hunter Biden's business partners, this, that, and the other thing. Never never knew anything about his business. Well, then why were you meeting with Hunter's attorney in the White House the right. uh, you know over an issue regarding a subpoena to Hunter Biden's business partner? I mean, if you right, if you had no sense. knowledge of anything Hunter was doing business-wise, what the hell was that meeting for? He had knowledge of everything. Remember, he's the big guy. Um, And and this group had over 80-plus visits to the White House. Yeah. Remember, this is the same group. There is so much collusion. There's great collusion in here. There are so much illegalities having been done in what they did, and yet nothing's happening. Remember, Hunter was getting paid a lot of money to make introductions. Yeah, he needed the money to feed his habit, right? Absolutely. But, you know, who's he introducing these people to? Obama. Well, he's, he's introducing them to his his dad, the big guy, and Obama. I mean, this is pay to play. You know, this this sounds weird, but it's almost like Daddy Joe was the middleman and the big guy has always been Obama. Well it yeah you can you can see that, you know, as as more information comes to light. That's becoming very apparent. And and part of the reason for this, and I mentioned this uh, on Tuesday's show, and I'll mention it here again. They had 80, this is the business group, right? They had 80 trips to the White House while Joe was the vice president. Now, if you're going to Washington, D.C. to meet with the vice president, the vice president of these United States has his own residence and his own office outside of the White House. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why would you be holding these meetings in the West Wing of the White House with the VP? Well, the simple answer, you probably wouldn't. But that is where you would meet the President of the United States. And that's why I'm saying, and I have said this before on shows, I have even written this, I'm not so sure Joe Biden was the big guy. I really think he was a middleman, a mid-guy of sorts, and the big guy has always been Obama, orchestrating all of this. I I think there's a lot of truth in that, but I still think think Biden was the big guy in Hunter's mind. Okay, because the only way you were going to get to Obama was to go through Joe. You had to, you had to get your foot in the door with Joe to get to Obama. Okay, and 
so Hunter is telling him, hey, look, I'll introduce you to my dad, and he'll get you the rest of the way. So in that scenario, Joe Biden still is the big guy for the sake of the introductions. Then Joe gets the rest of the job done. And, and in the process, gets Hunter Biden millions and millions of dollars, of which Joe, the big guy, gets a big cut. Well, of course. You know. he, he always gets a big cut. But I have come to strongly believe that everything that has gone wrong with our country since the election was stolen, and yes, I still believe it was stolen, I think everything has been orchestrated by Obama. I, yeah, I guarantee it. You notice you haven't hear, you know, heard a peep from him at all. And Obama, remember, was always the one out there with his big mouth criticizing Trump, doing this, doing that. Suddenly he's very, very silent. You wonder why. And in the case of Obama, silence isn't golden. Silence is telling. Yeah. Well, you know, Obama did everything George Soros told him to do. He was the money bags, yes. Yep. And, uh, you know, Obama's handler was Valerie Jarrett. Right. An Iranian. Uh, An Mm -hmm. Iranian. And Biden was Obama's puppet just the way Obama was Soros's puppet. Yeah. It's it's a chain. It's it's a chain of puppets. And don't forget, they all thought Hillary was going to be in in 2016 where Obama would have had his unofficial third term in office. He's right. pissed now because he had to wait till Biden got in office and then Biden is a fool. He's a blithering idiot. You know, so Obama's lost on certain things, yet he has caused the racial divide in this country. Yeah. He, his stunt on Martha's Vineyard was a disgrace. You know, they couldn't handle 50 illegals. And don't think for a minute, folks, that it wasn't Obama who placed that call. Oh, you know it was. He didn't want them on his lawn. Yes. I got news for him. The people on Martha's Vineyard probably don't want him either. (laughs) That's very Uh, true. um, It is a very nice place, folks, but it's snooty as anything. Um. We have to come to grips with the fact that Joe Biden, he's not running the show. He's not doing anything. He's a front man. That's all he is, and a very poor one at that for Obama. His policies are Obama's policies. Yeah. I mean, you know who's really running the show. You know who who the, the... you know, heads up the shadow government. And I'll tell you, since Valerie Jarrett is out of the picture, I'll tell you whose strings Obama is pulling now. Susan Rice. Oh, but he's been doing that for years. That's yes, nothing but, new. But she is Joe's new official handler from a government yeah. standpoint. You know, so, yeah. you know, there's, there's, a, there's a, a chain of command. Here, Soros, Obama, Susan Rice, Biden. Yeah. I mean, it's just and the way it is. And it hasn't changed, and it's not going to change in 2024, guys. We're going to be seeing the same crap all over again. Yep. Same story, different verse. Mm-hmm. Folks, we've made it to the bottom of the hour. That means we've got one segment to go. But in the meantime, we've got to play a couple of station IDs get those out of the way um coming up we're going to be talking about elon musk the economy and joe biden in ireland you don't want to miss the joe biden in ireland Ireland keep them maybe they can keep them i think they're ready to throw him out i I really I i really do folks stand by there's more right side patriots after this 
You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. Friday night edition of the show. If you miss any part of it, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning. Click the podcast button. Bob's your uncle. They're all there. Yep. They'll all be there. All right. So, Elon Musk, let's just jump right into this because this is quite the thing. Um, you know, aside from being Mr. SpaceX and Mr. Tesla and, you know, whatever else he's uh, involved in, he's also, because he's a shrewd businessman, he's also pretty good at gauging the economy and making economic forecasts. You know, it's it's a very interesting thing. And Diane, he came out and said something very recently about the economy heading into next year. He doesn't see good things in the next year, folks. He actually warns of what he called tough sledding for the U.S. economy until next year, specifically until spring of next year. And remember, this is the world's richest man. He didn't get that way by not being economically smart. He's very economically savvy. And I, for one, if he feels that way, I tend to believe him. Well, I do, too. And it's getting backed up by other sources, too, because after he came out and said that, other sources uh, began talking about a, quote-unquote, mild recession going into next year and i think it's We're probably going to be in it i, We're I think already it, in it i think it's going to be more than mild okay yeah i mean teetering on depression yeah um the the fed is looking like they're going to hike interest rates again next month and and really honestly right now they should be lowering them but they can't That's because inflation you know because of inflation and, you know, right. they're trying to corral inflation, inflation that they caused, by the way, by jacking up interest rates. And all that does is make people poorer. Right. Absolutely. In fact, you know, Elon Musk has been a pessimist about the state of the economy over the past years. And he blames a lot of it on the fallout from rapid interest rate hikes. Well, and, and, and that kind of makes sense. Isn't that interesting? Because, you know, what we're told by economists and, and specifically by the Fed, 
is that the only way out of this inflationary period is to rapidly increase interest rates. But the problem is, and nobody wants to talk about this, the problem is when you start hiking interest rates, everything that you have, that you have purchased on, and you know, I don't want to say credit, but let's, let's use your, your home uh-huh. mortgage, okay? Mm-hmm. You got a mortgage, and now the interest rates are going up. Your home is dangerously close if it's not already there, dangerously close to being worth less than it than what you actually owe on it. I mean, it, it's it, you, people are getting upside down on their mortgages. Yeah, the smartest thing people can do if they have the the monies to do it is double pay, especially on your interest to get the rates down your monthly down lower and lower you know you paying mostly you're paying interest right not principal each month and the smartest thing you can really do is try to pay off your mortgage as fast as possible and and that's good advice if you have the money right now right. more and more people in this country are living paycheck to paycheck because they can't afford things like heating their homes, cooling their homes, buying groceries and putting gas in their car and it, you know they're struggling to make ends meet and they don't have the money to double pay to get their mortgage rate or mortgage down you know well, and, and you can thank dear old uncle joe for all that precisely and and you know so here comes the fed next month early next month in may they're they're talking about hiking it another quarter of a percent and when they do that more people are going to go under on their mortgages more businesses are going to go under because they can't afford the price of doing business you know i mean people are leveraged to the hilt as it is just to try and make ends meet small businesses are going to get wiped out and then you add to all this and this is something else elon musk brought up you add to all this the banking issue. When that bank went down in in Silicon Valley and, right. and had to get bailed out, and I don't care what the government says, that was a freaking bailout. They should have never bailed them out because right before it crashed, the um, big shots at the bank all paid themselves nice little dividends and bonuses and everything else. Yeah, I mean, I'd let uh, the bank just crash. They had money for that. Yeah. Let you it know. go under. Um, and, and I'm telling you, that banking issue, it's not going to be confined to just one or two banks. I think as we move through the summer months this year, we're going to see more and more banking issues. The more of those there are, the itchier and twitchier people get. And when that happens, people stop spending money. They just stop. Yeah, well, the problem, a lot of the problems with the banks is their interest rates are so low. So if people want to invest monies to build on those monies to make money, they go to either the stock market, treasury bonds, IRAs, whatever. Wherever they can find it. Where they can find it. But you still have to have banks. But don't let you, you know, let the media fool you. Our banks are not insolvent no matter what the media tries to get you to believe. We have plenty of money in this country. Unfortunately, it's not in the hands of we, the people. It's in the hands of the government. Well, and here's something else Elon Musk sees coming, and he's he's not happy about it. Um, The government is going to start pushing to move away from currency and go to electronic money. That is the dumbest thing you can ever do in order for a a successful economy you need treasure to back up the monies you're printing well okay you don't get that with this um uh, what do they call them bitcoms and all this kind of nonsense the worst thing we can do is that also you have electronic currency they can follow your every move, folks. Not, not only can they follow your every move, but they can also dictate how much you can spend and what you can buy. And if That's you buy right. things that they don't like, 
they can shut down your account. If you go to digital currency, the government controls every single dollar that's supposedly yours. Period. It's not yours. Very little is yours if you switch to electronic um, currency. People don't understand the workings of it. They think, oh, we don't have to carry money around. We don't have to carry credit cards around. You are going to leave yourself open to identity theft and fraud. And it's the government that's going to be defrauding you and stealing your identity. Exactly. Exactly. Elon Musk, tough sledding, I think, is probably soft-pedaling it. But he, you know, his warning is pretty dire. I mean, when, when Elon Musk starts telling you the economy's in trouble, people need to listen. Yes, they do. Yes, you know, they do. It's, uh, it's a very interesting situation. And uh, Elon Musk has always been a pretty good barometer for economic issues, I think. Well, of course he has. I mean, he didn't make the money he has by not being that. That's very true. You know, I mean, it's very... And personally, I trust him more than I trust Warren Buffett. Oh, yeah. No, no. I don't, uh, Elon Musk is more with it. He, he understands certain things. Warren Buffett, while he was good in his time, he's not really current anymore. No, but he thinks he is. I mean, you know, he lives in Omaha, and, uh, you know, there's still a lot of the old guard that, you know, he's he's the guru, he's the guy. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, you know, Warren Buffett has really backed off on his investing, and, and he's not nearly as aggressive as he used to be uh, when, he, when it comes to investing. And it's it's a very interesting dynamic. I mean... You've got this this very reserved um, Warren Buffett, and then you've got a very gregarious Elon Musk. Yeah, it's it's just a, an interesting dichotomy. Oh, absolutely, because he knows more than than the Feds do about the money. And I, you know, look, I I don't like. Warren Buffett's politics. I met him once. He's a nice guy, you know, and, and I met him at a function uh, one time that I was covering, and and he was he was very pleasant, uh, you know, guy. I don't like his politics, but he was a pleasant guy, but he's, he's the old guard, and Musk is the new guard, and I'm going to trust Musk before I trust Buffett. That's just just my feeling on it. Finally, on tonight's show, I've been waiting for this all night, Diane. (laughs) Joe Biden is over in Ireland. Okay? What the hell he's doing in Ireland, nobody knows, including him. He has no idea. I don't think he even knows he's in Ireland. He doesn't, and he's got his darling son with him. Yes, Hunter is with him. Now, Hunter is there, apparently... And this this tells you how far Joe has slipped. Apparently, Hunter is the handler on this trip. Hunter Biden can't handle himself, but they got him handling Joe, right? Oh, dear. So, among other things, he's meeting, Joe's meeting with the Irish president, right? And that's an interesting, odd-looking guy in and of himself, um, but they were in the yard at the the Irish president's home, and the dog was outside. And Joe went to pet the dog, and the dog ran away. Oh, yep. Dog didn't want to have his hair sniffed. Apparently, at least not in public. Nope. Um, Biden's been making a fool of himself over there, and here's the fun part. A couple of days ago, he was taking questions from children children yes okay and the white house actually released the transcript now if i was running the biden white house i would not want to release this transcript to the public okay i this this was this would be one well we don't know what happened we thought we had it but we we can't find it but here's the thing 
a child asks the president, what's the top step to success? Joe says, what's the top what? The child says, steps. Steps to success. Biden says, what's the top step to to success? The child says, yes. Biden says, oh, well, making sure that we don't all have COVID. (laughs) What? (laughs) 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 Then he says, "What, what, what are we talking about here? That's where Hunter jumps in. And Diane, what does Hunter tell him? I'm not 100% sure, but uh, it must be uh, he tried to cover for him. I know that. He, he restates the question. He said, yeah. if, you, if you can, what's the key to success? Now, remember, just moments before that, Biden says, when asked by the, the kid, Biden says, what's the top step to success? Okay. Now, he says, after after Hunter tells him, you know, what's the key to success? He says, oh, what's the key to success? He just said it was success, you idiot. He says, you know what I found out is the key to success is and I'm not sure I'm the best guy to explain it. No crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's – his answer basically to that was the key to success is whenever you disagree with someone, it's okay to question their judgment, whether they're right or wrong. But it's never okay to question their motive. If you question their motive, then you never get to be able – to agree really uh, you know really and then diane he goes into this long-winded goofy ass story yeah you know yeah. And, and and none of it's making sense says the reason why you don't agree with me is because you're stupid you're bad you are you just don't like the people i like instead of just saying i didn't just tell you why i disagree with you because of the following things <clears throat> because once right. you question somebody's motive why they're doing something because you don't know in fact that what happens after that you can never get an agreement get together now at this point diane i'm thinking he's making absolutely no sense in one language on two continents mm-hmm <laughs> I I just I and it, it got worse. It got worse and worse. The more he talked, the worse it got. He started telling a story about Jesse Helms, uh, and he couldn't remember if Jesse Helms was from North or South Carolina. Hunter had to jump in there and help him with that. the 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 whole thing, the whole story about Jesse Helms, didn't make any sense. And according to what this kid asked, and what's the key to success? You know, the key to success is work hard, keep your nose to the grindstone, go to bed or go to bed early, get up early, and apply yourself. Those are the keys to success. That's all he had to say. He, he didn't right. have to go into this goofy ass, you know, story about. You know, hell, he Jesse wasn't Helms? prepared properly. He wasn't prepared properly, so he couldn't remember his lines, if you will. Well, it's it's a question off the cuff from a kid, so there's no answer in a teleprompter. You know, I mean, he's he's got to think on the fly, and we know he can't do that. So he gets done answering that question, and what does Hunter Biden say? He says to his dad, "You're supposed to do the rope line, Dad." Joe says, I'm supposed to do the rope line? And Hunter responds, just say hi to everybody. <laughs> Biden says, well, all right. Well, guys, thank you. And turns around and leaves. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Well, look, you know what, Craig, though? Look what's waiting in the wings, Kamala. Well, she, if, so if we're she going to have to put up with Uncle Joe for a while. 
if Kamala was over there, she'd be laughing and trying to do an Irish accent. Oh, God. You know, now to, to your point early in this part of the conversation, you said, well, you know, can they just keep him? He did say he feels at home there. Yeah, he's got his chairs, his little um, uh, thing that they were sitting around. He's got family roots in Ireland. Wait, wait, what? He, wait, wait. He's got family roots in Ireland. Well, the last yeah. time, Diane, he was talking about his family roots. They were in Puerto Rico. That's true. I remember that. That was after the hurricane. No, but the family is actually from Ireland originally. So he was, uh, for a little bit in the conversation, I saw some of it on um, YouTube. He was talking about how his family heritage comes from Ireland and uh, I wonder, was it before or after the potato famine? Um, he just, he's no longer mentally capable of serving as president. Well, plain and simple. But the problem is, look who's in the wings. I, I know. I know. And that's a huge problem, Right. But you got to figure the Irish people and the Irish president are now wondering, why did they send Mr. Potato Head over here? So she, you know, would have somebody to play with after her sisters and stuff. Um, it's, it's just the strangest thing. Why did he go to Ireland? Does anybody know why he's there? I think think well you know what i'm not a hundred percent sure why he really went there it was part of his foreign trip yeah but why ireland what i mean he he spent three days uh in ireland he met with the irish leaders he addressed Irish Parliament. I'm sure that went really well. <laughs> oh, he messed up there. He confused um, an all-black rugby team with the black and tan who were officers fighting in the Irish War of Independence. He screwed up so many things He told that. He told them to go lick, lick the world. Yeah. Yeah. He literally told him, he stood there at the microphone and says, go out there and lick, lick the world. What? I mean, this is our president, folks. This is actually our president. He can't even remember a cohesive sentence, let alone what's in front of him on a teleprompter. He goes off script. And the real Biden comes out. It even comes out when he's on script, but it's worse when he goes off script. I've got a question. Why mm-hmm. do why do they let him out of the house? You, you can't take this guy anywhere. You can't even let him out on the lawn at the White House. He'll start screwing. He screwed up Easter on the lawn I at know. the White House. I know. And if you notice, when he meets with anybody, they have to tell him, you stand here. This is your square, your box, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't get it, Craig. I, I don't get it. This man won 80 million votes. I, I, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It, it is. And, and there he is, it, you know. Hunter tell Hunter Hunter Biden, crackhead. You know, walking advertisement for venereal disease. He's standing there, trying to handle the situation. And says you're supposed to do the rope line, Dad. Now a rope line is where you just, you know, you stand in one place and people come filing by and everybody shakes your hand and you say hi. It's kind of like the receiving line at a wedding reception. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or or there are dignitaries there, and you walk by and shake their hand and say hi, one or the other. 
Okay, He says, you're supposed to do the rope line, Dad. Biden says, I'm supposed to do the rope line? Hunter says, just say hi to everybody. And Biden says, all right, well, thank you. Bye. (laughs) (sighs) I just, yeah. Why are they letting this man out of the house? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Even just thinking about everything that he has screwed up gives me brain fog. Because there's no, it hurts. There's no rhyme or reason to what he says. There's no train of consistency in what he says. He just babbles. (coughs) Really, Craig, that's what it is. It's babbling. Does he still have any relatives that actually live in Ireland? I'm sure there must be extended family, you know, second, third, fourth cousins, whatever. If I, if I was if I was the Irish president, I'd find out. And if they are there, I would round them up and send them to Scotland. I wouldn't want any of them on my island anymore. <laughs> I mean, well, they, they might not all be like uh, Uncle Joe. I don't care if they're like him or not. You know, I wouldn't want any any chance taken you know anybody who i second third fourth fifth cousins twice removed it doesn't matter out you go right i mean after this you know i i would just move them out get them out send them to scotland you know they they won't i mean they all speak english the scots the the irish they all speak english they can't understand joe and the irish can't understand the scots and the scots can't understand the irish but you know they're biden's Nobody can understand them anyway. So what difference does it make? Just send them to Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Daddy Joe, he's definitely got some mental issues due to his age, whatever. Um, Hunter, though, is a conniving, scheming SOB. That, too. Okay, you know, you're dealing with a drug addict. You're dealing with, like you say, a walking billboard for venereal diseases. Um, He's just dirty. The kind where if you met him, you want to go and take a shower right away. Exactly. Exactly. And so we're sending... to get to the bottom of the crime family. So we're sending Joe and, you know, his crack addict son to make nice nice with our friends in ireland yeah i thought we liked the irish why would we do this to them oh i don't know i don't you know quick it's come to the point where i look at our country now i don't recognize it anymore i really don't we got a buffoon as president, whose strings are being pulled by a, a communist, basically, who's being financed by one of the most evil, vile men in the whole world. And everybody is focusing on stupid things instead of focusing on things that are important. Yeah. And I just, I just don't get it. Hey, we got a couple of minutes left here. What do you got coming up on Tuesday? What is your op-ed? The title is The Police, Gun Control, and Constitutional Carry. So I'm I'm guessing this has something to do with the police, gun control, and constitutional carry. And you're absolutely right. (laughs) My article deals with the three latest... um, mass shooting incidents, but from a little bit different perspective. Mm, okay. And I also propose a couple of possible solutions to ending it. All right. So that comes out on Monday at thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com. I've got Drunk on Woke, Bud Goes Broke. I love that title. <laughs> <laughs> And you can pretty well figure out what that's all about, folks. Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light and 
uh, you know, that whole debacle. Um, why, why Anheuser-Busch would do this? It's it's a head scratcher. They're regretting their decision now. You know, the latest is they're regretting this. I'm probably not going to get a Christmas card from Anheuser Busch this year after I publish this on Monday. Just 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 a wild guess. But with that, Diane, we're out of time for tonight's show. Okay, and with that, I'll say nighty night. Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye.